I just heard one of those asides in a conversation about modern spirituality that went, oh, of course, in the olden days, everybody believed in God and went to church. No, they didn't. I'm Duncan Fisher, and you're listening to No Sermons, which is the weekly, more or less, podcast about spirituality for regular people. There's an analog between the unchurched, who think they know what Christianity is, and what I guess I'll call the ahistorical, who think they know things, what things were like before us, but they don't really. That myth about old-timey people being religiously credulous because they were backward, and us not being like that because we're enlightened, is common. It's, it's like thinking people in the olden days were small and we're big because the human organism has advanced somehow. That myth, whose origins are in Victorian starvation, is easy to dispel, given the access we have to medieval skeletons. In the 14th century, when people were eating enough, they were our size. And in the 19th, when they weren't eating enough, and we know from Roundtree's poverty mapping that they weren't, they were smaller than they should have been. Well, as for people going to church all the time and uniformly believing in God, which is not the same, it's not true. Granted, there are upswings and downswings in formal religious affiliations. They happen all the time. And in the short horizon of popular memory, it can certainly look that way. But over human history, it just isn't true. A few spot checks will show this. Here's one of them. In the 20 years after World War I, for example, professed affiliation with Christian denominations collapsed. It had been whittled away already, partly by interest in alternatives like spiritism. And then the ghastly lethality of the war drove an enormous surge in non-traditional religiosity that persisted despite a counter-surge in Christian revivalism all the way to the 1920s. You can read about it in literature. The later Victorians have been interested in spiritism a lot, too, on a, a big enough scale to encroach on, on traditional religious forms. They couched spiritism as a scientific field of study, and they formed and funded ambitious investigatory societies, some of which still exist, like the Society for Psychical Research, and they were subscribed to by luminaries like Arthur Conan Doyle and William Crookes, the physicist, and nobody less than A.J. Balfour. This was on the back of a general falling away from traditional forms of faith that was already well underway. There was a lot of scholarship out on just on the great and documentable crisis of of faith in the 1870s. A century before that, just to spot check another generation, there's the famous deism and general agnosticism that we associate with the Enlightenment. Thinking about inherited religion as irrational was actually very, very pervasive at the time of the Founding Fathers. Guess how many people came forward for the sacrament at St. Paul's on London on Easter Sunday in 1800? This is St. Paul's, London, Easter Sunday for the Eucharist, 
at the end of the 18th century? Answer, seven was all. Seven people. Think about what St. Paul's looks like now on Easter Sunday. And so it goes backward in time. Spot check the Anglo-Saxons. Why did King Edgar have to revivify the life of the English church in the 950s? This is what I dissertated about. And um, I know a lot about this. He did it because Christianity had been moribund for generations. His historian and propagandist, a man called Athelwald, tells us so, and the historical record supports this. Many churches and altars, and you can read about these too in Anglo-Saxon sources, and so much for myths about the Middle Ages, had indeed been abandoned since the generation of Bede, which is to say the 700s. King Edgar's sponsorship of the Benedictine monastic foundations that grew rich under him had a lot to do with his need for a civil service as he united the Anglo-Saxon kingdoms. And likewise, the Victorian public were well served by the parish system too, which was operated through the established Anglican clerical institutions. Established means state supported. Today, the Anglican church in England is, is, is called disestablished, no longer funded the same way. And so, yes, for pragmatic reasons, sometimes a lot of people went to church. But did all of them? No, never. And did all of them also believe in God, whatever that means? No. And they say so in their literary records. Here's a point to consider. And I myself am just old enough to remember firsthand evidence of this. Our elders, early in the 20th century, didn't talk as much as we do about things like ghosts or angels or aliens, which is a kind of proxy for the paranormal. And they did not espouse Reiki or channeling or crystal healing or spirit guides like we do either. They would think that was foolishness. And my elders used that word. By comparison, our generation is the hyper-credulous one, sometimes to the point of superstition. And P.S., if you count new non-denominational forms of Christianity, because granted the traditional denominations are having problems with membership, <clears throat> it's actually the case that we go to church more than our ancestors did, not less. That's my thought for today. Thank you for listening.